Welcome back to Suiting Up Varsity, a podcast dedicated to the sound of the band, the smell of popcorn, the feel of an old letter jacket, the sight of teenagers hoisting trophies high above their heads, and most of all, to the grand history and fantastic stories of Nebraska prep sports. Join us as we look back in time at the great moments from a century plus of Nebraska high school athletics. Well, it's time for the third part of our three-part episode about choosing the best athlete at each high school in Nebraska. We've started with the Class A and traditional Class A schools, and and we're gearing up today to head into the Omaha Public Schools. So there's going to be a lot of interesting candidates, but I've got to tell you, as I've spent the last three weeks doing this, a, a guy starts to really question himself and his biases. You know, we talked at the beginning about, you know, how are we going to measure male athletes against female athletes? How are we going to handle um, multi-sport athletes versus athletes who maybe excelled tremendously in one sport? And, you know, I, I, I've seen several things about myself there. I, like I said last week, I think I really lean towards those multi-sport athletes. But another thing I, I think I've realized is um, that when we really start to talk about athletes way back at the beginning of the 20th century, um, I don't always value those who've moved on into pro sports as much. I, I think, you know, I look back and I think, well, the NFL in the 20s and even into the 30s, you know, really was much more of a semi-pro outfit, uh, we would call it, uh, than the the amazing big business NFL that we're used to today and and pro baseball at the time uh, with the color line not yet broken. In fact, decades away from being broken, uh, there's a huge number of athletes who just aren't even in that talent pool. And I think that's come into my consideration a little bit. One thing I think I'll do when I'm all done with this is take a look back at where I chose athletes from in time and see if there was a pattern in what I did. Maybe some of you listening have already started to pick up on that. But enough introspection. Uh, let's move on to the Omaha Public Schools. Uh, though I may, uh, I may be really digging myself a hole here. Those of you who listened last week know I passed up Heisman Trophy winner Eric Crouch at Miller North. And I've got two more Heisman Trophy winners staring at me here at Omaha Public. And uh, I'm not sure I'm going to pick them. But uh, let's get started and we'll see how this comes out. Our first Omaha Public School is Omaha Benson, the Bunnies. And uh, as always, we're going to start out with author Jerry Mather's pick from his 1980 book, Nebraska High School Sports. And he picked the Heisman Trophy winner, Niall Kinnick, uh, Omaha Benson, class of 1936. Um, Though Kinnick actually competed last for Benson in 34-35, he stayed at the school an extra year uh, to finish out his schooling. He'd actually only been at Benson one year before that, so he only was there two years and was only eligible one year as he stuck around to prepare for college, really. Um, you know, he, his family had moved out of Iowa. Uh, we're at the height of the Great Depression. I don't know all the story behind it, uh, but he made a very academically based decision. Uh, be very interesting to have a star like that hanging around your school and not be eligible that next year. But let's let's talk about his year of eligibility at Benson. Uh, he was second team All Nebraska in football. 
which surprised us a little since football is where he goes on to star at Iowa. He was all Nebraska in basketball. Uh, then after the extra year at Benson, he goes on to Iowa, the University of Iowa, where he's an All-American and a Heisman winner, and he then dies uh, in World War II, and the stadium at the University of Iowa is named after him. Um, quite an amazing story, an amazing person. Uh, you can tell as you read the accounts that people recognized him as special right away. Uh, Mather uh, passed up a couple possibles in choosing Niall Kinnick. He passed up Randy Reeves from the class of 1966. Reeves was a two-time pole vault gold medalist. He was all-state football. He was a basketball starter on a team that went to the Class A semifinals. He won a National Scholar Athlete Award. He was number one in his class, a National Merit Scholar. He was the governor of Boys State, um, an academic All-American in football at Nebraska. And uh, one of the most interesting stories down the line I found is that Dr. Reeves is now a noted scientist studying whale conservation. I haven't run into other Nebraska athletes who are who are doing that kind of environmental science work. I'm sure there probably are. Uh, from the class of 1975, another that Mather passed up is Bobby Bass. Uh, he was a three-year football uh, all Nebraska pick, despite being only five foot five and 150 pounds as a senior. He was listed at 140 as a uh, as a junior, he also lettered in basketball, baseball, and track, and was a member of the 1974 Baseball State Championship team for Benson. So an amazing high school career. Um, I caught myself thinking as I was looking at him of uh, uh, Danny Woodhead from North Platte, another diminutive football star who was a three-time uh, All-Nebraska pick. Then in the post-Mather era, Dave Hoppen. Uh, two-time All-Nebraska basketball, was a Converse All-American in basketball at Benson. Uh, he also lettered in football and baseball at Benson, which I didn't know until I started digging. Uh, one of the biggest recruits in Nebraska prep basketball history he was recruited by Notre Dame, Missouri, Kansas, and Kentucky before choosing Nebraskan, uh, Nebraska and was an All-American and a three-time All-Big 8 player for the Huskers. He had a six-year NBA career that might have been longer if it hadn't been hampered uh, by a knee injury. In 1992, another great basketball player for Benson, Andre Woolridge, a two-time All-Nebraska basketball player, the all-time leading Class A scorer in Nebraska history. Uh, I watched him score 50 uh, against Hastings to lead Benson to the 1992 state title. He was All-Big 8 freshman at Nebraska before transferring to Iowa, where he was there All-Big 10 and All-America, leading the Hawkeyes to the NCAA tournament second round. He ended up playing professionally 13 seasons in Europe and in South America. Looking back through, I know know I'm going to take some heat for this, but I think I'm going to pass on another Heisman Trophy winner, and I'm going to choose Randy Reeves, class of 1966, as the all-time greatest Omaha Benson bunny ever. Next, we move down to southern Omaha, actually into Bellevue, I believe, technically, for Omaha Bryan High School, and look at the great bear athletes. Mather... Uh, Of course, uh, Brian had only been open about 12 years when Mather's making his picks. Uh, He picked Mark uh, Sizek, class of 1968, which I think is the first class to graduate from Brian, even though the building itself wasn't finished. They were going to school in a a middle school building. Uh, The Brian building wasn't finished until 1971. Uh, Sizek was honorable mention all-state basketball, and he ended up lettering him basketball at UNO. 
Um, right after Mather, I think we have a candidate for greatest female athlete ever at, at Bryan, Donna King, class of 1982. She was the 100-meter gold medalist in state track as a junior and senior and had 200-meter gold medals as a sophomore and a senior, so a four-time gold medalist. Another great track athlete for the Bears uh, from class of 1986, Mike Ross. He was the 400-meter gold medalist and also picked up a relay gold medal. Uh, he is still on the 400 charts. Three, 30 years later, the statewide charts, he ran a 48.13, which was the metric best ever uh, at that time. Uh, move on further, and we start to get into a basketball golden age of, of Brian. Uh, Matt Culver. Uh, was All-Nebraska Basketball in 2005. He had been a four-year varsity player. He led the state of Nebraska in scoring at 25 points per. Uh, He was the all-time Brian scoring assists and steals record uh, holder when he graduated. He led Iowa Western Junior College to a top-four finish nationally, and then he signed with Northern Iowa and then ran into some legal trouble uh, that led him to prison. Uh, after getting out of prison, though, he rebounded and ended up playing at Texas A&M International, and he led them to the Division II National Tourney. Uh, from the class of 2011, we have two good candidates. D.K. Augustine uh, was third-team All-Nebraska basketball on the state runners-up that year. The Bears were state runner-up. Uh, their best basketball team ever, I think, uh, you, could, you wouldn't get a lot of argument on. He is also honorable mention All-State football as a senior, uh, and he led Brian to the semis in basketball as a sophomore. Um, so that was quite a class. Another member of that class, uh, Galen Gully, uh, was All-Nebraska in basketball, second team as a junior, honorable mention uh, All-State football as a junior. He led Brian to the semis as a sophomore and runner-up as a senior, along with DK. Uh, He was a college uh, basketball player at Midland, uh, where he really led the Warriors to their best-ever basketball era, I think people would say, as they finished national runners-up in 2014. He was named All-National Tourney, All-Conference, and honorable mention All-American as a senior for the Midland Warriors. Uh, Quickly, before I pick pick my best Brian Bear ever. I just wanted to run through the amazing run of basketball all-staters that Brian has had. Uh, The first one, Bill Gavers, class of 1983 under Mike Trader, but then the rest under Tim Cannon. Uh, Steve Spurlock, class of 1988. LaRon Bristol in 89. David Knight in 90. Terrence Jackson in 97. Sharif Jenkins in 98. Jared Anderson in 99. Mose Howard in 2003. Brandon Magruder in 2005. Avery Tyler in 2006. Dion uh, Smith and DJ Hall in 2007, and then Augustine and, and Gully in 2011, and Ethan Montalvo in 2012. Uh, that's a group of basketball players over the last 30, 33 years uh, that would be tough for, for any school to match. I'm going to go with a basketball player for my greatest Omaha Brian Bear ever. That's Galen Gully, class of 2011. Now we head out west for the Omaha Burke Bulldogs. Mathers uh, chose the 1976 graduate Tim Worth, 
Uh, Worth had been all Nebraska football two years, was a thousand yard rusher, both as a junior and senior. He is still the career leader in Burke uh, in rushing yards and scoring. scoring. Uh, in baseball, he was all Metro as a junior and senior. Uh, he went on to play football at Nebraska, where he's a three year letterman and an academic all Big Eight pick. Uh, Worth is really a great representative of the new Burke High out west there, the furthest west Omaha public school. He had actually grown up in South Omaha and uh, moved out uh, west uh, as the city was growing west. His family, like many families in Omaha, moving west and became uh, a Burke Bulldog. Uh, Three other candidates who who all played with Worth in that uh, really a golden era of Burke football. Class of 75, Rod Cush, uh, All-Metro and second team, All-State. He went on to be All-Conference football at UNO and set the career interception record for the Mavericks. He was drafted in the fifth round of the NFL draft and had a six-year NFL career with the Bills and Oilers uh, before becoming the furniture guy. I know him from TV commercials. Uh, Class of 74, George Andrews. He was a three-year football and basketball letterman at Burke. Uh, All-state football as a senior, led Bulldog basketball to state as a senior as the leading scorer, uh, but he then missed the state tournament with an eye injury, really kind of dashed the Burke hopes. He was a three-year football letterman and an All-American for Nebraska and had a six-year NFL career for the Los Angeles Rams. 1975, again right in that same era, these guys all would have played together, is Barney Cotton. He was a three-year football starter. Uh, You know, we know him as a lineman and as an offensive line coach, but as a sophomore, he started for Burkett quarterback uh, before moving into the offensive line. You don't hear that very often. Uh, He was All-Metro and All-Nebraska football as a senior. He was a three-year basketball starter for the uh, Bulldogs twice on state tournament teams. He was a state track meet qualifier in the shot put as a junior and the discus as a senior. He started uh, in in, uh, football at Nebraska on defense as a junior and then moving over to the offensive line as a senior. Uh, Was drafted by the NFL and had a four-year career in the league. Uh, Probably the greatest female athlete in Burke history is Sarah Fredstrom, uh, class of 1994. She was a four-time state tennis doubles champion, teaming up with different girls each time. Uh, She won the number one doubles uh, gold as a senior the other three years at number two doubles. She was also all-state basketball and all-state softball and went on to have a great college career at uh, Colorado State playing softball where she set school records. Burke's interesting, and, and I think something we might do later on is take a look at, you know, where's the golden era for each school? Uh, and I think with Burke, you're going to look hard at those mid-70s years, uh, producing some great football players and some great teams. I'm going to choose for the greatest Burke Bulldog ever, Barney Cotton, class of 1975. All right, now we head downtown to the old school on the hill, Omaha Central and the Purple and White Eagles. Uh, Mathers, greatest athlete ever for Central, uh, was Gail Sayers, class of 1961, uh, football and track star for the Purple and White. Uh, In football, he led the state in scoring both his junior and senior seasons, scored 127 points all by himself as a senior. Uh, He had... Stats for his entire career aren't very available, but he had some amazing efforts in big games, interception return of 53 yards, and a fumble recovery return of 29 yards. Uh, You know, he made things happen on defense, too. He led his Omaha Central team to an undefeated season during his senior year. 
uh, in track as a senior. He won every hurdle race he ever entered. He set the state record in the long jump at the state meet, I believe, in his last jump ever, 24 feet, 10 and a half inches. Uh, and that record stood for 44 years, one of the longest-lasting high school records in national history, not just state history. Uh, he was All-State in football during his junior and senior years. He had two all-class gold medals at the 61 State Track and Field Meet. He was on the All-American High School track team uh, and with that long jump, which was the best in the nation. He went on to Kansas to play football, where he was twice an All-American, set several Big 8 records, was the fourth pick overall in the 1965 NFL Draft, and went on to start for the Chicago Bears. He holds the Bears record for number of touchdown scores in a single season, which he set his rookie year, and he still holds Bears records for most touchdowns and points in a single game. Uh, He had 9,500 all-purpose yards as an NFL player, almost 5,000 yards rushing, and scored 336 points and was just electric, those who have seen the the highlights. And if you haven't, hit YouTube. Uh, He's the NFL's uh, lifetime kickoff return leader, uh, was a Pro Bowl player in 67, 68, and 70, uh, was named to the 75th anniversary all-time NFL team and the NFL's all-time millennium team at the turn of the century, was the youngest player ever inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame, and the Pro Football Writers of America once named him the most courageous player in the league to acknowledge his dedicated comeback from a career-threatening NFL uh, knee knee surgery, excuse me. Um, a candidate the Mathers passed over <laughs> was Gail's brother, Roger. Roger Sayers, class of 1959, regarded as many as the fastest man in the history of Omaha and in the history of the state of Nebraska. Uh, in 1958, he won gold medals in the 100 and the 200, leading central to the team track championship. He was also all-city and all-state in football. He was a member of the 1962 United States track and field team. Only an injury kept him from qualifying for the 64 Tokyo Olympics. He was a two-time NAIA national champion in the 100 at Omaha University. He still holds track and football records at Omaha slash UNO slash Omaha, I guess, again, they call it. Um, In... uh, Two races in 1962, he beat the future Olympic gold medalist, Bullet Bob Hayes, uh, and he led Omaha in football to two conference football titles. Uh, If anybody could push Gale maybe for this award, it might have been older brother Roger. Another candidate, though, from the post-Mather era, Larry Station, class of 1982. He was a two-year All-Nebraska football pick at Central. He won the discus gold medal and set the state record in the discus as a senior. He also won the Class A shot put as a junior and uh, won the overall gold medal in the shot as a senior. He's still number two in both of the weight events in the all-time charts uh, 34 years later. He was twice a youth state tennis champion uh, before he ever got to high school. He was a three-time All-Big Ten football player at Iowa, two-time All-American, led the Hawkeyes in tackles for all four years, a two-time academic All-America at Iowa, drafted by the NFL Steelers, and now is a published author. Uh, When you want to start talking greatest female uh, athletes in Omaha Central history, it's going to be a uh, 
A family affair just like it is with the Sayers brothers. First from the class of 1984, Mortise Ivy. Uh, she was a four-time All-Metro basketball player, two-time All-Nebraska, uh, was second-team All-Nebraska as a sophomore. She led the Eagles to back-to-back state basketball championships, went on to Nebraska where she was a second-team All-American in basketball. Uh, on the track in high school, she had been a 400-meter and relay gold medalist at state track. Uh At Nebraska for basketball, she was the first Husker player to surpass the 2,000-point barrier. She was the Big 8 Player of the Year, uh, leading Nebraska to the Big 8 title in 1988. She was the Big 8 All-Tournament team in 87 and 88, and she led NU to the first conference tourney title and the first NCAA berth in school history. Her little sister, (laughs) Mallory Ivey, class of 1988, won 14 track gold medals. She still holds Nebraska 100-meter and was a member of the 400-meter record relay team at state. She swept the 100 and 200 golds all four years in high school and added in the quarter-mile gold in her sophomore, junior, and senior years. She was a three-year starter in basketball and was on two state tourney teams at Central. She went on to the track power, the University of Tennessee, and lettered three times. More football running backs uh, from uh, Ibac High, as Central is sometimes called. Keith Jones, class of 1990, he ran for 1,700-plus yards and 18 TDs in breaking Sayers School's records. He ran for a state record 235 yards in a single game, and it was against no slouch. It was against state champion Creighton Prep. He was also the 200-meter gold medalist at state track and a two-time All-Big 8 running back at Nebraska who was drafted by the NFL and had a two-year NFL career. Uh, another great eye back from Central, Amon Green, class of 1995. He ran for more than 1,000 yards in three consecutive years in high school, including his sophomore year when he was at Omaha North. He started at linebacker for Central also and averaged 40 yards per punt as their punter. He was All-State as a junior and senior at Prep All-America as a senior in track. He swept the 100 and 200 gold medals. He won the gold also on the 4x1 relay as a sophomore at North and as a senior at Central. He rushed for over 4,000 yards at Nebraska, uh, was All-Big 12 and second-team All-American. He was drafted by the NFL and had a long career with the Packers. In fact, he's the all-time leading Green Bay Packer rusher and was a five-time Pro Bowl selection. More recently, class of 2010, Deverell Biggs was a class A All-State basketball player, uh, All-State as a junior and All-Nebraska as a senior. He played on three state championship teams, was also a seven-foot high jumper in track. Uh, He won the gold twice and also medaled in the triple jump. He played for several college basketball teams before finishing up with Texas Southern and qualifying with them for the NCAA tournament. The next year, Ted Lampkin, class of 2011, was an All-State football player. He had four gold medals in track as a senior, the 100, the long jump, the triple jump, and the 4 by one relay. He had also won triple jump gold as a junior and led the Eagles to back-to-back state track titles. He was a football and track recruit at Iowa State, uh, where he was all Big 12 in the long jump before returning to Nebraska to concentrate solely on track. An amazing run uh, for Omaha Central. As you can see, it really begins with the Sayer boys uh, in the late 50s, which is kind of interesting because Central had been around for a long time. Um, I don't think I can go against Mather here and uh, the great Gale Sayers as the greatest Omaha Central Eagle of all time.
Next, we leave the Omaha Public Schools for an Omaha private school, and we have our first uh, all-girls school on the list, the Omaha Marion Crusaders. Uh, Mather uh, didn't make a pick for Omaha Marion, even though they would have been around in 1980 when he was picking. I think that kind of shows that he was focused on the boys' side of things. Uh, two great candidates for Omaha Marion, Renee Saunders, class of 1995, an all-Nebraska basketball player as a junior and senior. She finished as Marion's all-time leading scorer and rebounder. She was also All-State twice in volleyball, was a three-year track letterman, and was a summer softball standout. She played both volleyball and basketball at Nebraska, starting in volleyball until an injury in a PE class sidelined her career uh, for the Big Red. Then in class of 2001, Laura Spanheimer, She led Marion to -to back-to-back state championships in both cross-country and basketball, won the individual gold medals at the state cross-country meet in 2000. She won six gold medals at the state track meet, including the mile and the two miles as a freshman. She won the Class A 800 as a sophomore and a junior. She started 122 basketball games at Creighton University, where she still holds the record for career steals. And she's my pick for the greatest Omaha Marion Crusader of all time, Laura Spanheimer. Next, we head back to the public schools and head to the uh, north side for the Omaha North Vikings, and they're going to really test my uh, all-around athlete versus one sports star. Uh, Mather's pick uh, was from the class of 1977, very fresh in Mather's memory at the time of the publishing of the book, Mike McGee. He was a two-time All-Nebraska basketball player, was the greatest scorer in Nebraska basketball history. He scored 916 points. That's an average of 38 points a game during his senior year of high school in 76 and 77. Three times in high school, he scored 50 points or more in a game. He went on to play college basketball at the University of Michigan. Um, He led the team in scoring four consecutive years, the only player in Michigan Wolverines men's basketball history to do that. He continues to rank among Michigan's all-time leading scorers uh, and leaders in several statistical categories, including uh, career field goals made, career points. Uh, He's third in single-season points. He played nine seasons in the NBA as a member of the Lakers, Hawks, Kings, and Nets. He averaged 9.6 points per game uh, in the NBA and won two NBA championships with the Lakers in 1982 and 1985. Uh, I love this quote from his coach, Bob Murray, at Omaha North uh, when, uh, when McGee was accused of not playing defense. Murray said, the heck he didn't. We couldn't afford to lose him, though. The only two games we lost were when Mike fouled out. He was a great team player, quiet, no showboating, all business. He was a -a once-in-a-lifetime player. Too bad we didn't have the three-point shot by then. Back then, his numbers would have been phenomenal. That's amazing when you look at those scoring numbers and realize he was only getting two points no matter how far away the shot was. Some other great Vikings in Omaha North history, though, that we've got to look at. Class of 1965, Mathers passed up Dick Davis. Uh, Davis was All-State football. He averaged 10 yards a carry as a senior. He was also a two-time state wrestling champion and placed fourth in the 100-meter dash at the state track meet as a senior. He went on to play football at Nebraska, where he was All-Big 8 and an academic All-American, and spent some time in the NFL. 
Class of 2007, Niles Paul. Niles Paul was all Nebraska in football. Uh, in basketball, he averaged 19 points, 12 rebounds for the Vikings. In track, he was a two-time 110-meter hurdle champ, and he medaled in the 300 hurdles and the 100 and the 4x1 relay. He went on to be a football starter at Nebraska as a wide receiver and now has had quite a career as an NFL tight end with Washington. In the class of 2009, Ron Coleman, an all-Nebraska football player as a junior and a senior, a four-time state wrestling champion at 215 and 275. He's the, only the second wrestler at the highest weights to ever four-peat. Uh, most of the, the four-peat wrestlers you, uh, you see are at the lower weights because they can compete as freshmen. You know, against a lot of other freshmen at those lower weights. Coleman did it against the older guys as a freshman sophomore at 215 pounds before moving up to 275. He still holds the Omaha North shot put school record, and he played football at Southeast Missouri State. I got to say, I'm very tempted by both Paul and Coleman, but I'm going to stick with the great scorer, the great shooter, Mike McGee, as the greatest Omaha North Viking of all time. Okay, for the next uh, school, we shift uh, a little bit west and uh, up into the hills a little bit for the Omaha Northwest Huskies, Uh, a very new school at the time that Mathers picked Brian Hollingsworth, class of 1978. Uh, I didn't know anything about Hollingsworth to start, so I went back and looked, and what I found is he was all Class A basketball as a senior. Interesting to me that Mather uh, passed up the next year, Leo Crawford, uh, class of 79, who was also all Nebraska basketball as a senior, and led the Huskies to a surprise state title. They had had eight losses coming into the tournament, a surprise state title in 1979. Uh, in the post-Mather era, uh, Greg Olson, class of 1985, he led the Huskies to four straight high school baseball titles and three straight American Legion state championships while playing for his dad, Bill. Uh, I remember him in Sports Illustrated's Faces of the Crowd in July of 1984. It was always a big deal uh, when somebody from Nebraska got in there on that special section. Uh, He threw a no-hitter in the state championship game his senior year. He also played football at Northwest. He went on to Auburn uh, to play baseball. Uh, He played for the Tigers down there for three seasons, twice being an All-American, was drafted by the Baltimore Orioles in the first round with the fourth pick of the 1988 Amateur Draft. He was the first reliever ever to win the American League Rookie of the Year Award. That was in 1989 and had a 14-year Major League Baseball career in which he compiled 217 saves. Uh, Also, just after Mather from the class of 1982 was Ron Kellogg, a three-time All-Nebraska basketball player. There's only been two of those ever, three-time sophomore uh, All-Nebraska first-team guys. Uh, he went on to star at Nebraska, uh, excuse me, at Kansas in basketball. Nebraska wishes they'd have had him. Uh, Larry Brown, uh, the great Larry Brown, called him the best shooter he's ever coached. Uh, he had his first 11 shots in the NCAA uh, Final Four, lost to Duke in 1986, and was drafted by the NBA, but ended up playing professionally in Europe. In 1992, Damon Benning. Uh, Played for the Huskies. He was All-Nebraska in football, was a leading rusher in Class A that season. He was the captain of the All-Metro team after leading Northwest to five wins. 
which had followed a winless season just a couple years before, so it was a big turnaround time. He ran for 358 yards against Ralston, scoring five touchdowns, and chalked up 272 against state runner-up Omaha Creighton Prep uh, in a season in which he tied the state record with nine straight 100-yard games. He was also All-State Baseball and lettered three times uh, in baseball and lettered in basketball for the Huskies and went on to play football at Nebraska during that great national championship era. Looking at the uh, Huskies, I think my pick for greatest Omaha Northwest Husky of all time has to be baseball standout Greg Olson of 1985. Okay, next we head to the south side, uh, another of the oldest of Omaha's public schools, the Omaha South Packers. Mathers split the award between Marlon Briscoe, class of 1964, and Jim Hartung, class of 1978. Uh, Briscoe, uh, was honorable mention All-State in football, honorable mention All-State in basketball. He went on to set multiple records as a quarterback at Omaha U, was drafted by the Broncos, and made history as the first black starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, he ended up spending 10 years in the league as a quarterback and then a wide receiver, and we all know the history of that a little bit, uh, was an All-Pro and had two Super Bowl rings. Hartung uh, led South to four consecutive state gymnastics titles. He won 18 gold medals, was named the World Herald's High School Athlete of the Year in 1978, rare for someone outside of the football and basketball and track areas. Uh, He was a two-time national high school meet all-around champion. He helped the Huskers win four national gymnastics titles. He was a two-time NCAA all-around champion for Nebraska. He set NCAA records for individual event championships. He had seven and gold medals. He had 11, counting his team titles. And he was on the 1980 and 1984 Olympic teams. Uh, After the 80 boycott, which caused him to miss the Moscow Olympics, he picked up a gold medal in the team all-around in 84 in Los Angeles, scoring a nine Point nine out of 10 in the parallel bars that kept the United States safely ahead of second place China. A couple athletes, several athletes, in fact, that Mathers passed up. One goes back a ways to the class of 1944, Tom Trainwreck Novak. He was a two-time All-Nebraska football player at South. Uh, He was such a storied high school player uh, that the World Herald ran a headline announcing that he was playing his last game at Omaha South at the end of his senior year. He lettered in baseball and basketball for the Packers as well. He actually graduated in November of 1943 to go straight into the Navy during World War II. Uh, He returned then... uh, to uh, be a four-time all-conference football player for Nebraska, an all-American linebacker, and number 60 was permanently retired at the University of Nebraska. One of my favorite things during the uh, Osborne era was Charlie McBride, instead of wearing all the fancy Adidas coaching gear, would often be wearing a gray Nebraska football sweatshirt, and it was always number 60. I always just assumed that they you know, printed out all the numbers, but of course, since no player had 60, McBride could always grab that jersey in honor of train wreck Novak. Uh, another great Omaha South Packer uh, from the class of 1975, Odious Lee. He was an all-Nebraska defensive tackle. Uh, by the way, 1975 was the first time the World Herald honored two platoons of all-state players, offense and defense, instead of just a top 11. He was also a state champion heavyweight wrestler and went on to Nebraska where he was a football letterman. Uh, 
Uh, then I'm not sure we've had this as we've gone through all these schools. I have three different candidates from the Omaha South class of 1979. Uh, first, there is uh, Hartung's uh, partner in gymnastics, Phil Cahoy. Cahoy uh, was a six-time state gym, gym champion, 10-time NCAA All-American at Nebraska, a four-time NCAA event champion. He was a member of four NCAA team champions at Nebraska, was a nine-year member of the U.S. Senior National Team, a four-time World Championships team member, and was chosen to represent the United States for those boycotted 1980 Olympic Games. And, of course, we talked about his son earlier, um, when we talked about great Grand Island athletes of all time, Dr. Cahoy practices in Grand Island now, and he, he is Phil Cahoy Jr. His dad, Phil Cahoy Sr., is actually in the Nebraska High School uh, Hall of Fame as a gymnastics contributor who put together the great club in Omaha that led to Hartung and Cahoy's careers. But also from the class of 1979 at Omaha South uh, is Dave Remington, uh, an All-State football player. Uh, he led South to a 7-2-1 and two and one record. He was also a wrestling letterman. He went on to Nebraska where he's a two-time football American, the only two-time Outland Trophy winner in college football history. He also won the Lombardi and finished fifth in the Heisman voting as an offensive lineman, which is pretty incredible. He was a first-round NFL pick and played eight years in the NFL and now does great work fighting cystic fibrosis for the Boomer Esiason Foundation. The third member of the class of 79, John Sherlock, All-State football, uh, leading the Packers along with Remington to that 1977 Metro Conference crown, a two-time heavyweight wrestling champion with a 61-0 all-time record uh, or record in those two years, a two-time gold medalist in the shot put who set a state record, and he went to Nebraska and was a starting lineman on that 1983 scoring explosion team. One last Omaha South Packer from the post-Mather era, Cedric Hunter, uh, probably the greatest basketball player at South High. He was all Nebraska at South, averaging over 27 points a game, was a four-year letterman and 1,000-point scorer at the University of Kansas, where they've been known to play a little bit of basketball. He spent three years in the NBA with the Hornets before having a long CBA career. In fact, when people talk about the Continental Basketball Association's uh, all-time great Cedric Hunter gets mentioned a lot as the consummate pro uh, in that league. I think I'm going to uh, go at least partially with Mather here. I'm going to go. I'm going to name just one of his two, and I'm going to name gymnast Jim Hartung as the greatest Omaha South Packer athlete of all time. Okay, now we've got a first on our list. We've got our first school that's closed: Omaha Tech High School closed in, oh, I should have this in front of me, but I don't. It's either 1983 or 1985, Um, but the Omaha Tech Trojans had a long and proud uh, history in Omaha. Uh, Mather's pick for the greatest uh, Tech Maroon or Trojan of all time is Bob Gibson, uh, class of 1953. Uh, Gibson was all-state basketball at Tech. Uh, He only played baseball one year at Tech. Uh, breaking the color line that had existed there before then. Only Whites had played baseball at Tech before his senior year. He had, though, through high school, played on the American Legion uh, team in the uh, North Omaha area, and he was a member of the state championship team in 1951, the Omaha McFadens. 
He won a basketball scholarship to Creighton. Uh, he also played baseball there, but really kind of as an afterthought. They only played about 20 games a year. Uh, after college, he played one year of basketball for the Harlem Globetrotters before deciding that maybe uh, – Pro baseball was a better option for him than basketball. He signed with Major League Baseball's St. Louis Cardinals. He was an eight-time All-Star, won the Cy Young Award twice, was World Series Most Valuable Player twice, earned nine consecutive gold gloves, won 251 games, leading St. Louis to three pennants and two World Series championships. He had the Major League record for lowest ERA in a season, 1.12, while posting a 22-9 record in 1968 and really changing the game. Uh, because of Gibson's and a few other pitchers' dominance in 1968, they lowered the mound to give hitters a better chance. He was elected to the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame in 1981. Uh, just after Gibson at Tech, uh, Bob Boozer. <laughs> uh, you've got the greatest baseball player probably in Nebraska history, followed by someone who maybe is the greatest basketball player ever. Uh, Boozer was All-State basketball. He averaged 25 points a game for Tech. He went to Kansas State where he's a two-time All-American. He won a gold medal with the 1960 Olympic basketball team. He was drafted overall number one in the 1959 NBA draft and played 11 seasons in the NBA. Uh, was an NBA All-Star in 1968 and won an NBA championship in 1971. In 1960, uh, Preston Love Jr., uh, played for Tech. Uh, he was a gold medal hurdler. He won a, a, a great showdown with Beatrice's Bob Hahn, who we talked about uh, a couple a couple episodes ago. Uh, he was also honorable mention All-State football and basketball. Uh, just chance coincidence, I got a chance to meet Preston Love Jr. in Omaha a few weeks back uh, this summer when I was in Omaha and he was running uh, for elected office and was uh, talking to people and trying to drum up support. Uh, another great athlete from that era from Omaha Tech was Fred Hare. He was a four-year starter in basketball at Tech at a time when Tech uh, was probably the greatest program in the state. He averaged 30 points per game his senior year and led Tech to the state championship in 1963, a team that's often considered the best in Nebraska history. He was the career Class A scoring leader when he graduated. He was a two-time All-State uh, he was the Omaha World Herald Athlete of the Year despite being a one-sport star, which created quite a bit of controversy in the Omaha paper. Uh, you know, a lot of people writing in and saying the multi-sport uh, athletes were getting ignored, uh, something that kind of existed uh you know, under that, a current that ran under that was that Fred Hare was the first black athlete uh, to ever win that award. And, and you get a feeling reading some of the old papers uh, that that was involved in some of those letters to the editor as well. He went on to Nebraska to play basketball. Uh, he would eventually leave school early. He kind of had a uh, uh, troubled, troubled time there a little bit, uh, but not before he defeated number one ranked Michigan, a team led by Cassie Russell with a buzzer beating over the head, kind of backward shot that's still legendary in Nebraska. He played professionally all around the United States, Canada, and Mexico uh, with teams such as the NBA's Phoenix Suns and LA Lakers, but other teams like the Harlem Clowns, Harlem Globetrotters, Pueblo Angels, and many more. He was kind of a wandering basketball player for quite a while. Uh, interesting story, the same graduating class, 1963, is Ron Boone, uh, who was on that great tech team, but at five foot eight, he just came off the bench and was kind of a defensive, you know, energy uh, 
kind of substitute. Um, but by 1965, he's six foot two and starting at Idaho State, uh, where which leads him to pro basketball, and he played in the kind of maverick American Basketball Association, the ABA, with that red, white, and blue basketball. He was the third time all. He's the third all-time leading scorer in that league. Was a four-time All-Star in the ABA. Uh, he's the best known for his remarkable ABA-NBA record of playing in 1,041 consecutive games, playing through injuries as severe as separated shoulders. Uh, the last great Omaha Tech uh, athlete brings me to my third Heisman Trophy winner, uh, Johnny Rogers, class of 1969. He was all in Nebraska football and basketball as a senior Uh Condi Sargent named him to his Pee Wee All-State team as a junior. Uh, Condi was naming uh, uh, All-Staters who were diminutive in size, and of course Rogers wasn't really big. Uh, He was also a state long jump champion for Tech. He went on to Nebraska to play football where he was instrumental in two national title teams. He was a three-time All-Big 8, two-time All-American, and won the Heisman Trophy in 1972. He was drafted by the NFL. He played professionally for the NFL San Diego Chargers and then further in the Canadian League up north. Um, A great athlete and a great Heisman Trophy winner, but... I'm going to pass up on my third Heisman Trophy winner, and I'm going to stick with Mather's pick that the greatest Omaha Tech Trojan athlete of all time was Bob Gibson. All right. Our last Omaha public school is not really an Omaha public school. It's the Omaha Westside Warriors of District 66, a special school district uh, created by the uh, Nebraska State Legislature in the 1950s. Mathers picked uh, for the Warriors from the class of 1957, Pat Fisher. Uh, Fisher had transferred uh, from Little Oakland High School as a junior. And uh, at, uh, at Westside, uh, starred in football. Uh, he, went, uh, he was All-Nebraska in football after being honorable mention at first year as a junior. He went on to Nebraska to play football uh, where he starred on those uh, late 50s teams and was drafted by the NFL. He was a three-time Pro Bowl selection uh, for Washington in a long NFL career. Uh, the athlete I have uh, to compare with Fisher is in the post-Mather era, Jeff Taylor. 1983, he led the Warriors to two unbeaten Class A football titles, uh, was All-Nebraska football, a 1,000-yard rusher, second-team All-Nebraska football as a junior. He was All-Tournament in basketball when Westside finished his state runners-up. He was a two-year All-Metro baseball player. He was a pitcher and a slugger on the state runner-up baseball team as a junior and was a three-year letter-winning quarterback at Nebraska. That's testing me here because I know Pat Fisher was the great, great pro, but I I think I'm going to go with that all-around athlete again in high school, and I'm going to choose Jeff Taylor as the greatest Omaha Westside Warrior of all time. Okay, we've got one suburb left to deal with, and that is, well, really two, Papillion and La Vista, uh, but one suburban school district. Uh, We'll start with the older school, uh, Papillion, La Vista High, Mathers, Uh, chose basketball star Mike Heck from the class of 1972. Uh, Heck was the first seven-footer in the state of Nebraska. He was all Nebraska basketball. He averaged 29 points as a senior. Uh, He led Papillion to within a whisper of the state title. Lincoln East defeated them on the Miracle on Vine Street. 
Uh, he was a high school All-American who went on to Creighton, had a great opening of his career leading Creighton to the 1973 NCAA tournament, and then tragically died suddenly in his sleep at the beginning of his junior season at Creighton. Uh, a great basketball career ended uh, way too soon. Other Papillion monarchs to consider in the post-Mather era, uh, Allison Weston, class of 1992. She was a two-time All-State volleyball player, a two-time All-State basketball player who was player of the year as a senior. She was also a two-time All-State soccer player, which I hadn't remembered. Uh, And one season when she didn't play soccer, she qualified for the state track meet. She was a two-time Big 8 Volleyball Player of the Year, three-time first-team volleyball All-American at Nebraska, won the 1995 national title, and shared the Player of the Year award nationally. She was a captain of the 2000 Olympic volleyball team in Sydney and played professional volleyball in Italy. Probably the greatest Nebraska volleyball player amongst many, many greats in that amazing program. From the class of 1996, John Gibson, uh, an All-State football player and back-to-back triple jump gold medalist. He also won the long jump gold as a senior. His triple jump is still the third best all-time in the state of Nebraska, and he went on to Nebraska to play football uh, as a starting wide receiver. From the class of 2000, probably the greatest softball player in Nebraska history, Peaches James. Uh, she was the pitching ace on four straight state championship teams for Papio, a three-time All-American. She was, or excuse me, All-Nebraska player. She was second-team All-Nebraska as a freshman. She was Player of the Year as junior and a senior. Uh, she set numerous state records, including throwing 11 no-hitters, five perfect games, and having a 0.04 ERA in 1999. She was a second-team All-American uh, as a senior at the University of Nebraska in softball. She's the first pitcher to be named all big 12 four times and she pitched professionally in softball leagues for several years another great volleyball player from papillion uh, is gina mancuso class of 2009 Uh, she was the gatorade national player of the year uh, while at papillion Uh, the first Nebraska high school athlete to earn a Gatorade National Honor. Uh, She was tabbed as the National Volleyball Player of the Year by Volleyball Magazine and was a three-time first-team All-State performer at Papillion. She finished second on Nebraska's all-time high school list in kills, set the Class A record for digs. Uh, She was on Volleyball Magazine's Fab 50, uh, leading Papillion to a 41-1 record in a state title in 2008. She captained the All-State team's For both newspapers, Um, she topped the state uh, record in kills each of her final three years, earned first-team All-State honors, Um, as I said, all three of those years. She was a member of the junior national team uh, while still in high school. She was also a second-team All-Class A player in basketball in 2009, averaging 15 points. She also ran track for Papillion. She went to Nebraska to play volleyball and was All-Big Ten and second-team All-American. Another volleyball player at Papillion, Chelsea Albers, class of 2011, a two-time All-Nebraska volleyball player, also a high school All-American, a member of two state championship volleyball teams. She was also two-time All-State at basketball. She went on to play volleyball at Kansas, where she was a two-time All-Big 12 performer. Lots of great volleyball at Papillion. Uh, I think I'm going to look at one of those volleyball players, and I'm going to choose Allison Weston as the greatest papillion monarch of all time. 
All right, across town or south of there, however you want to say it, the new school in town, uh, the Papillion La Vista South Titans. Um, only one person on my nominating list, but I'm not sure in the end she's not going to uh, challenge Allie Weston's uh, position in volleyball supremacy in the state. That's Katie Rolfson, class of 2012. Uh, she was a multi-year All-State volleyball player for the Titans. She was All-State basketball uh, as a junior. Uh, she didn't play basketball as a senior because she left. Uh, she graduated early and went to Nebraska uh, to start her volleyball career. Uh, she was touted as the number five overall prep player in the country by prepvolleyballplayer.com. Uh, she led uh, South to three consecutive state titles and two undefeated seasons, in, as well as mythical national titles in 2010 2011. Uh, she was also a Fab 50 selection. Um, totaling up huge numbers in kills, digs, and blocks. She was the Nebraska Gatorade Player of the Year in 2011. She's gone on to Nebraska to play volleyball, uh, three-time All-Big Ten, uh, All-American as a junior uh, for the national champions and playing her senior year right now. The greatest Papillion La Vista South Titan of all time, Katie Rolfson. All right, we make our way out of Omaha and get about as far away as we can in the state uh, to go out to take a look at the Scotts Bluff Bearcats. Mathers picked class of 1964 Bearcat Gary Nybauer. Uh, Nybauer was all-conference in football and basketball. He led the Big Ten Conference basketball in scoring twice. He was a state champion in the low hurdles. He lettered in baseball and participated in basketball and track at the University of Nebraska uh, before pitching for the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies of Major League Baseball from 1969 to 1973. Uh, Mather had passed up uh, a couple of other Bearcats, uh, Dick Knob. Class of 1954, had been a two-time pole vault gold medalist. He'd set the vault and long jump records as a junior. Uh, he set uh, he was the state pentathlon champion as a senior after being runner-up as a junior. He was a two-year starter on one-loss football teams for the Bearcats, also a two-year basketball starter on the Big Ten champs uh, his senior year. From earlier than that, 1947, Gary Ferguson, a four-sport standout. He was All-State in football twice, All-Conference in basketball twice. He led the Bearcats to the mythical state football title in 1945. He was Class A long jump champion and placed in the shot put and was a three-year football letterman at Nebraska. Uh, I think I'm going to break with Mather, and I'm going to name Gary Ferguson as the greatest Scotts Bluff Bearcat of all time. And finally, we'll finish up at another edge of the state, up in the northeast corner, uh, with South Sioux City Cardinals. Mather had picked Tom Zimmerman, class of 1969. Uh, Zimmerman uh, had set the basketball uh, school scoring record uh, that stood for 42 years um, with 996 points. He had also played in the Shrine Bowl for football, and he had been an honorable mention All-State basketball player for the Cardinals. Um, in the post-Mather era, in the class of 2003, uh, Jenny Flynn, uh, daughter of, of the great South Sioux City coach Kelly Flynn, was a four-time All-State girls basketball player. She was the captain of the team as a senior. She held several school volleyball records and was also number two single state champion in tennis her senior year. Uh, 
She set the school tennis record for singles and doubles wins and went on to play basketball at the University of South Dakota. Uh, The next uh, Cardinal is from the class of 2012, Mike Gazelle. Uh, He was a three-time All-Nebraska basketball player. He played basketball at Iowa, set single-season assist records, and was honorable mention all Big Ten for the Hawkeyes. I think I'm going to go with a female athlete for our last school on our Class A list. I'm going to declare Jenny Flynn as the greatest South Sioux City Cardinal of all time. Until next time, this has been Suiting Up Varsity. Follow us on Twitter where our handle is at SuitUpVarsity. See us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SuitingUpVarsity. When you get there, you can ask questions about Nebraska high school sports. You can leave suggestions for future episodes. And, you know, I'm tossing around several things. I talked today about that idea of the golden age. You know, what? what's the golden age of each school? That might be something interesting to look at. We also have to decide, you know, where are we going to go next on this greatest athlete thing? I'm kind of thinking with the smaller schools that I'll either go by geographic areas or maybe by conferences. Have you got some ideas of how to divide that up uh, and some ideas of the athletes? Uh, I'd love to hear that. Or maybe you just want to get on there and tell me how dumb I was to pick whoever I picked at a certain school. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Uh, And we hope it's soon that we do. Uh, Also, if you like this podcast, please take time to rate us on iTunes or wherever else you find your podcast. It'll help others to find our show. This has been Suiting Up Varsity, Episode 3, Number 3, written and produced by me, Greg Mays, technical and research assistance by Tate Mays, helpful audio advice and encouragement from Chris Shukai, and as always, dedicated to Jerry Mathers, the godfather of Nebraska high school sports history and the inspiration for this podcast. Suiting Up Varsity is the anchor show of the Nebraska Varsity Network, copyright 2016.